Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know where the afters is. <laughs> The, the, you know the jingle though you're gonna have to um i think we're gonna make one yeah together that's what i think we should do i Paul, mean it, it would be silly to pay someone else to do a do jingle when yeah we, when you could like make it ourselves probably got loads of like one 30 second loops yeah, i've got about 100, 100 that's what most of my <laughs> tunes are 30 second loops perfect for jingles you don't even need mate you need like 10 12 seconds, seconds. yeah yeah. It, yeah all right guys we're rolling Okay. Um, so just so good. Do you want me to keep on the wide, or do you want me to keep start on the wide and then jump to you on your opening? Um, see it. Yeah, start on the wide is fine. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no no, no stress. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'll read. Okay. Tune in to the Afters podcast, hosted by me, Sean, and Jackie. We're former professional touring DJs who've become wellness advocates exploring life beyond the club scene to focus on health and well-being. Each week, we bring you interviews with a wide range of guests to discuss everything from mental parties to mental health. We share our journey and the challenges we face throughout our travels, as well as offering practical tips to inspire you to prioritize your health. Smashed it. There we go. First one down. How does that feel? It feels all right, yeah. Felt good. Hope everyone else enjoyed it. <laughs> so, are we done? Here, yeah, that's it. Crack on, see you in a bit. Okay, here we are, the Afters podcast. Um, so, um, we did make a few notes yeah. to, to make sure we stay on track. So I will be looking at my phone every now and again. So don't worry, <laughs> I, I, I do know what, kind of what we're doing. <laughs> I do know my own story. I'm not making this up. Um, so, so yeah, the Afters podcast, um, I feel, I mean, where do we start? Where do we start? Because we need to come across... A, as I said before, we need to come across in this podcast as if nobody knows us. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, we we are, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll kick off. So my name is Jackie. I am a 34-year-old, 
34-year-old man who um, is now living in Hampshire from the northeast originally. And I was a professional DJ, which is where we met mm-hmm. um, many moons ago, which many we will come, yeah. come to at some point. Um, and I have transitioned from the music industry to um, something completely different, which is um, in finance. I, I started a, a fintech startup about two years ago now. So I've gone from a pretty crazy lifestyle in the music industry to now working from home, my own boss still, but doing something completely different. And um, the journey from a very busy, hectic DJ to an international DJ to um, to essentially going into a, a pretty, I would say quiet, but equally exciting life, but much more focused on health and wellness, mm-hmm. um, which is again, how we cross paths yeah, yeah. only like what November last year. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So in a nutshell, previously a DJ for six years professionally, COVID came, threw me out my routine um, made me realize that I was living my life, um, all the wrong ways, mm. not looking after myself, not looking after my body, mentally, physically. And um, now I have took a completely different journey to, um, yeah, start looking after myself, exercising, eating right. And, um, and yeah, I'm in a completely different place. Yeah, I thought what I thought what would be good is you go back to the start of your journey, because I would actually quite like to hear that as well. Like how, you know, how did you become Jackie the DJ? Oh, the very start. So, yeah, um, I let me go back to my journey into music. Mm. So I always liked music when I was younger. I played drums. I tried guitar. I was rubbish at that. Mm. Um, and long story short, left left school, did music GCSE, but didn't go into A-levels or anything. What grade did you get? I got a B, I think. In fact, yeah, my my teacher was actually really into. Who's also my uncle, by the way. He was um, he was a music producer, so he used to make electronic music. Ah, okay. So, I went from um, GCSE music, left school, went to work for Barclays Bank. It was it was great. Everyone around me was really proud of me. My family were like, oh, "You got a really good job, mm. corporate. You know, this is all this is perfect, right?" But I wasn't happy, man. Mm. I was working like in an office. I went from working in the branch to working in the office. And then when I was 21, I said, I can't do this. I've got to go and do music. But I didn't have an A-level in in music. You need an A-level in order to get into a university course. Mm. I I need some tissues in here. We're going to need tissues. Have we got any tissues? I don't think so, mate. No, no. I'll tell you what, for everyone who's starting a podcast, make sure you've got tissues. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we need one of them little kill buttons so you can like cough or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I went into a higher education course for a year um, it, at Newcastle College just so I could get onto the university degree, mm. which I did. Um, I had like four jobs. I was DJing in a gay club called uh, Powerhouse in Newcastle. I was um, on the weekends. I was... Um, a paintball marshal at a paintball place. <laughs> I used to work at Tesco Bank selling car insurance on the phones. And this is all at the same time, right? Just to get me through this university course. So I did that for four years, passed, got a, a first honors, first class honors degree. That's right, isn't it? First, first honors. Yeah. So it's the top one. Uh, um, although it didn't really do anything. I, I mean, I couldn't even get a job making teas and coffees in a studio. 
it was crazy. In that time, I'd kind of been working on my own parties, running parties in Newcastle mm. as a promoter, DJ, and kind of trying to get gigs here and there. And um, then I met a girl in Manchester. Uh, here we go. The last, the last year of uni, I actually did my last year in Leeds, um, who I'm now married to, so it did work out. Yep. Um, I met a girl and she essentially said, unless you move to London, this isn't gonna work. Mm. So I moved to London. I got a job at the Apple store in Regent Street, big up Regent Street, Apple store, um, which was great. I met loads of people, but the wages were shit. Like you work on a minimum wage, 40, 50 hours a week. But it got me in London and I started mingling with the right people. And then I left Apple after about six months, got a job for a friend who was from Sunderland who used to um, I used to hang around with. I used to rave with actually in Newcastle years ago. And he um, got me a job working for his company who used to sell business insurance on the phones. And at that point, I was starting to, my tracks were starting to, to get traction. Mm. Um, and what, what, was you, what was your first release? My first release was actually a remix I did for Lee Pennington. Did you know the Riff Raff I guy? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did a remix for Lee, one of Lee Pennington, on Lee Pennington's label. Did you get paid um, for it? fuck <laughs> <laughs> I mean to be honest at the start you're not really bothered about getting nah, paid for anything are you nah, just you... you're just happy to be on a release right, yeah, too, right. Um, even some of my big I will come on to this but even some of my big releases I might have got like a few hundred yeah, quid yeah, yeah. some of the stuff that got like over a million players on Spotify whatever you don't get any money for yeah. music but anyway um, it was 2014 I got I got a release on Viva mm. and this is at the time where Viva Warriors and obviously not everyone's going to know what that is. Viva Warriors is a, a UK-based underground house music label. This is house the Sankey's area. This is the Sankey's yeah. area. Sankey's night nightclub in Manchester when it was was still with us. R.I.P. Um, Viva Warriors was one of the biggest sort of. It was kind of a workers' party, but it was one mm. of the biggest parties at Sankey's in Ibiza. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got a sign and just at the right time. It really was a right place at the right time situation. Signed to Viva Warriors 2015. It was like a film. I went into work the next day. I was like, fucking, here's me notice. I've had enough. It was my friend as well. It was my friend Mark. And he was like, are you being serious? Like, we're, we're three <laughs> days off the end of the month. Are you going to, like, just stop work? I was like, okay, I'll work to the... In a, in a movie, they would have dramatized it and I would have just walked in and threw me, <laughs> threw me pens and that and gone, I'm getting out of here, but I didn't. I worked till the Friday. But um, I quit. I had no idea what I was going to how big I was going to get. But um, the, the, the amount of money I had coming in was about 800 quid a month on gigs. It was, I was making 200 quid a gig. Mm. And my last was like, I'll support you. And she, I don't think she really knew what she was getting into because I had no idea how far this was going to go. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just knew, I was like, if I'm going to do this, the traction I've got off this release, I've got to strike while the iron's hot. Mm. So I did. I quit work and I just made tunes the whole time. Got that release signed. That came out in the October. Um, I played in September. Viva Warriors, one of the last gigs in the, in the season in Ibiza. Were you on an agency at this time? So, no. I was... I was doing my own bookings and actually this is funny okay. for anyone who booked me in 2015-16 I was pretending to be someone else <laughs> so my mate Kieran my mate Kieran big up to Sharples um, he was kind of working with me at the time who mm -hmm. I used to play for in Manchester um, at a party called Mute you ever yeah, hear of Mute? yeah I remember so, Mute, Mute yeah. Sanders yeah. and uh, Sharples so um, 
I I just picked the name out of a hat. I was like, well, I'm just going to pretend to be. I think it was like Bucket, um, Jackie Bookings at gmail.com or whatever it was, yeah, right? Yeah. And I put it on my Instagram or Facebook. I think it was Facebook was pretty big at the time. Yeah. And I just pretended to be a guy called Kieran, who was my agent, and just took 20% of every single gig. And I just took it myself. I was like, was like, if someone else is going to be doing that, you're going to be <laughs> expected to. Yeah. So um, I played Viva Warriors that year in Ibiza. And then from there, like kind of the rest was history. Mm. I went right through from playing like really small gigs here and there, started playing places like Norwich and getting booked for like Birmingham and like a bit further afield in the UK. Fast forward through, like started getting gigs over the next five five or six years playing for massive brands like Elro mm. getting signed in 2017 to Defected a really big house music label in the UK based in London um, they give me my first residency in Ibiza like in 2017 I think I had like 13 shows in Ibiza wow back and forth had Jackie and Friends my own party yeah, in room 2 with Defected that, yeah. that was really cool um, also playing the main room opened 2017 at Eden with MK Sam Devine like mm. crazy gigs and that's kind of the journey from start to finish until well not the finish the finish was when COVID came um, and it really put things into perspective and made me realise that the way I've been living wasn't how it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying myself when I was playing it was mm. everything else that went with it it was uh, it was the the late nights, the the partying, the jet lag, the not seeing friends and family, missing family occasions, um, but mainly and one of the reasons, well, the only reason we are really sat here today talking about this is the health, mm-hmm. the health aspect. Yeah, and we're going to come back to this many times. But when you're forced into a corner like what COVID kind of pushed us to pushed us both to, to kind of be in that like sort of um, desperate corner. It made me realize how important health really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really weird that deep down, I kind of knew that for years. I knew when I was doing it, when I was going to the after parties and not leaving till like two days later and all that stuff, I knew I wasn't, it wasn't doing the right thing. But I feel like I was just doing it because we, I don't know about you, but I created this kind of persona, this mm. Jackie persona. Mm. I was the party guy. I was the guy that never said no to one afters. I was the guy that always was there last, yeah. putting his USB in. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, oh, yeah. one more tune. Yeah. You know, and um, it was all fake. Mm. But you don't, I didn't realize until things stopped. Mm-hmm. I had an, March 2020, I had a, Australia and New Zealand and Bali tour. I had a South America tour going back to Ecuador to play a Lost Beach Club and all these amazing shows. And then in 48 hours, everything stopped Mm. and everything was canceled. And I was sat there with my dick in my hand, like what fucking now? I had like money on a credit card. Um, I was living with, no offense, Helen, but I was living with my mother-in-law. We'd moved Mm. back to Eleanor's mom's so we were married at this point. Yeah. Um, I moved back to Eleanor's mum so we could so we could save money for a house. Um, and then three but months later... Was that before COVID then? You'd already planned that? Yeah, so we uh, left in November 19. We were in Manchester, which was a bad decision. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But I moved to Manchester thinking we'll save money for a house because we can't save money in London. <laughs> we're living in Battersea, literally around the corner from here. <laughs> yeah. And we're paying so much for rent. Um, and we said, if we're going to save for a house, we need to move up north. Also, it's kind of near my friends, which mm-hmm. at the time I thought were my friends, but kind of 
you find out who your really mates are when you, when you, you, you kind of change, your life changes, mm -hmm. COVID changed all that. But um, yeah, so Manchester, then moved back to Helens. And then we, it was three months in. I had, I had those tours coming, those two or three big international tours. Mm. I was putting all that money away. Mother-in-law said, don't worry about any rent. Like just, I want you to get your house. All that money that was going to be made was going to pay off my debt. It was going to buy us a house. Mm -hmm. We're going to be set. And then I had nothing. I had eight grand on a Bartley card, which I couldn't pay off. I had no other way of making income. I did actually in the end, I kind of switched it around in the short term. I was teaching people to make music online on Zoom. Ah, okay, so I was wow. teaching Ableton, which was good, but very draining when you're trying to be, have one-on-one -on -one with someone five, five hours a day, yeah. give them everything. It's a lot, it's really, really yeah, intense. Yeah, yeah. And it got a bit much, but again, it's kind of forcing into a corner, what do you do? But mm -hmm. so COVID came, I realized that I was being super unhealthy, not eating the right foods, putting the wrong things in my body mm -hmm. constantly, uh, drinking and all the other stuff. And um, and then I started going to the gym. I think it, it was kind of that culture in lockdown where people were thinking, I've got nothing else to do. Let's do some hit classes. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like um, people like Courtney Black and all those things. Eleanor was, um, I think it's Courtney Black. She's like a Instagram PT. She's smashed it. She's like living in Dubai, living, but she was like one of the first people that I saw online on Instagram who, kind of took to the Instagram PT world and mm -hmm. was just doing like free classes, live streams on a Saturday and live streams on a Tuesday. We're just doing like hit classes. And that's what you started doing, didn't and you? And I started doing that with Eleanor in the, in the living room. Had you done any training prior to? Not really, no. I mean, I'd been, when I said I'd been to the gym, I'd been to the gym like, what, two or three times a month and then thinking that was sweet. Yeah, on the bike. Yeah, on the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like when I do like a shop run at afters, that was probably the most <laughs> yeah, exercise yeah, yeah. I ever got. Bare steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so kind of started training in lockdown and then it, that, was it, that was it really. But I don't think I would have changed my ways unless I was forced into that corner, mm. unless COVID came. And then, yeah, I, I we moved out of Eleanor's mum's in like November of 2021. No, November 2020. It was the same year. We started renting a little place down the road. And then I joined a gym, got a PT. Because I was going to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. We sat, we, we joined a David Lloyd. We love it there. Really nice gym. Lovely spa. But I was going to the gym and not having any idea what I was doing. No mm -hmm. technique or anything. So I got a PT for like three months and it was great. And then I just cracked on with that, really just stayed disciplined with my food and stuff. Everything was like really, really strict. Um, hadn't stopped drinking though at this point. So mm. for like 18 months after starting to train, even two years, I was still drinking. Mm -hmm. Then we had, a, so fast forward, I was in a really good shape. I did a bulk, I did a cut. Re, I, I mean, I showed you the pictures. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. made real big progress. Yeah. But last November, so this is fast forward, last November. But what about, just before, what about work? Where, where were you doing work situation? Oh, I was going to I was gonna come on to that. But, uh, okay. So during that time, um, we, me and two friends, we, we kind of dipped in and out the trading community for a while, trading Forex and stuff like that. Um, and we started sort of circling these trading communities online with Discord and all these, and all these online um, sort of, communication streams and we, st we started mingling with these uh, trading communities and we started to come up with an idea where we could essentially hire traders to mm -hmm. work for us mm -hmm. who knew what they were doing because I mean 
I'd say I'm a trader, but I'm I'm not actually trading for our fund. I'll come on to what we do. Mm -hmm. But we we essentially, me and two friends, we launched two years ago last month actually. So we're just over two years old now. We managed to we launched a managed investment fund. So we um you so for example, if you're actually now a client of ours, I am I am now, yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. Um so clients like yourself would send us their money. We yeah. would then trade that money for them. Mm. Um we take a split, so whatever we make in that month, we take a 20% profit um, management fee, mm -hmm. and you take the other 80%. Yeah. And we've been doing that for 25 months now. This is the 25th month, actually, um, and it's going really well. Yeah. We started with friends and family, um, and now we manage over 400 clients, and that includes millions. We, we manage millions and millions of uh yeah, yeah. dollars clients money so i mean this around. is definitely a podcast in itself this isn't it because <laughs> i, I want to go into to great detail about um you know how that all works but let's go let's go back to training so yeah yeah, yeah. so we will come into that um and i want to i want to do talk about the business yeah uh, the business in a, in a lot more detail but um from a fitness point of view the 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 training continued on through um the next two years, so from 2020 to 2022, and then in November 2022, I hit you up. Was yeah. it the last November or October? I think it was. I think it was. I, I was in Japan. I think you were yeah, away. Yeah, it yeah. might have been October actually. I think we started. I think we spoke. We spoke. We spoke. And, yeah, and then I was away. And you were away, but essentially, I'd been seeing what you've been doing because mm. your story, which we're going to come into in a minute, because mm. I don't realize I've been talking for ages now. Oh, that's great, man. Um, I want to hear this myself. You, yeah, because we've talked about this briefly, but not yeah, actually not much detail. No, we said no, we wanted yeah, to keep yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. for the podcast, for the podcast right? Yeah. Um, so I'd been keeping an eye on you. I'd seen your journey from mm. from doing essentially what, what, we, what I did, yeah, yeah. but in a kind of a different way. Yeah. And, and you kind of gone all in on the, on the PT exercise mm -hmm. stuff, which was amazing to see. But... I started seeing your post about these 12 week transformations from mm -hmm. some of your clients. And I was like, this is fucking, this is me. This is exactly what I need. Because mm. I, I, feel, I feel like everyone's different, but I got so far. I got as far as I could on my own. Yeah, yeah. I, I needed agree. a change. Yeah. I think I remember texting you and I said, I've just drove to the gym. I was driving to the gym. I got halfway mm. and there's like a couple of roundabouts. And I got to the second roundabout. I just turned around the roundabout yeah, yeah, and I just gone home. Yeah. And I, as soon as I got home, I jumped on the computer and I was like, Sean, I need to do something about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Completely lost interest. I'm stagnating. Mm -hmm. um, and then you said, right, okay, so um, I think you should do this X, Y, and Z. One of those big ones is running, mm -hmm. which I hadn't done any of. Yeah. And I said, I fucking hate running. I'm not going to run. I don't know what you don't care. What, in my head, I was like, I don't care what he says. I'm not going to run. Like, he has to give me something else to do because I'm not going to run. <laughs> Um, and then I said, so I think I went away and thought about it. Mm. I think I wasn't sure he was, because you, you said to me, oh, well, if you've got a bad back, maybe we could do this and this and this. I was like, no, no let's wait. So a few weeks came back to you and we did it. And I, yeah. and I started running and I went from stagnating with my, uh, with my body shape. I was trying to get the abs. I was trying yeah, to get down yeah, that yeah. body percentage, that uh, body fat percentage. And I wasn't getting there and then started running, did your 12 week course. It got to like Jan and and then I carried that that running training on. Nice. And then by nice. April, I think I sent you a picture of my abs, and I was like, yeah. they, they, "If we get the, in the edit, we need to get the before and after." Like, ching, hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that was kind of that's kind of my journey in a nutshell. Yeah, that, that was a really quick. It was yeah. Overview. There's a lot. We're gonna go there's into so a much, lot more. Yeah. There's so much to unpack in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... um, but the 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 moral of the story really is 
you don't, for me, you don't really know where you are, especially in your, your fitness, until you are thrown out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. COVID and lockdown was a was a massive, massive shock to my system. Yeah, and it really put things into perspective. But coming full circle, it's so funny because we're going to talk about your journey now. But it's weird how we met, and I'll I'll talk about this briefly. We met at a DJ mag party, like a, a DJ. You were playing the DJ. Was it? Was it? DJ where was it? Was it? Because we met in London when DJ Mag was at the old office. Oh, yeah. Black Hole. Black Hole. Black Hole, yeah. yeah. Because he, yeah, yeah. he used to live with Black Hole. Yeah, I remember. Chris Black Hole, DJ Mag. And he he invited me down. That's where we met. And I'm sure you guys were like... We playing. were there all the time. And you were Liam. playing... You, yeah, you were. And <laughs> every, every Friday. Every Friday. <laughs> and you were playing Egg that night. Yeah. Yeah, because you it, played yeah. Egg all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny how we've come full circle. Yeah. Now we're sat here <laughs> talking about something <laughs> we never thought we would be Never, doing mate. If we'd, if we'd said that on that party then, we'd be talking about this in years t- to come. Like, 100%. Like, no chance. But, um, but yeah, so that's kind of my story. Uh, and we're going to go into that in more detail. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah tell, me, tell me about you. So tell me where... I mean, yeah, so... Um, Go for it. It's, just, it's, it's a little. How far do you go back? Do you really? That's you know? what I said. So, I started my journey just there from when I started getting into electronic music. So yeah. it's, it's completely up to you. So but, I would know, go, I'd go a little there. bit b- before that. When I was younger, I was um, I was a PT when I was younger. I qualified when I was eighteen actually, and then um, and then I, I joined the military. I was in the military four years. I did a tour of Afghanistan. Come out, went back into fitness. I didn't. I didn't know you were in Afghanistan. Yeah, I went to Afghanistan two thousand and ten. Six long? months tour. I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mad. It was. It. I mean, looking back now, it was. It was. You know, it was a great experience. But um, uh, this is what I always say about the military. Actually, is that if I could live again, I'd do it again because it did change me for you know to in in so many ways that I really wasn't aware of at the time. Um, and um, yeah, it's just something that I always wanted to do when I was a kid. My dad was in the military, right? So I wanted to do it. I actually applied when I was eighteen, but I had previous convictions from when I was younger that weren't spent. So I had to had had to wait a year, and then I thought, well, I'll do my PT qualification, and then I did that. Um, bit of dry mouth. Don't worry, mate. It's all right. <laughs> you just talked to me. Don't worry. Don't fuck the camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then. Um, yeah, and then I did my PT qualification, and then I waited till I was twenty, and then I went back in. I was in the RAF regiment. I did, uh, yeah, four years, and then come out, went wow. back into personal training, and I fucking loved it at the time. Like that that year, I moved to South End. So my brother was living there. Me and him were super close, and um, my first job was at Virgin Active as a PT. Oh, so you have, so you have, yeah, some experience. experience. In yeah, this. See, this, I yeah, didn't know so that. that. That's that. See, and that obviously we'll get into that, but that's yeah. sort of like where I am now has sort of been, you know, quite. It's been like quite natural to fall into that. So that was it, and then um, we started. We started partying quite a bit, like outside of you know at the weekend, especially because I'd been in the military for four years. Like you know, going out, there was like a group of lads. There's a lot of testosterone. Um, and then we started going to an after party, and my my mate was playing like electronic music because I'm a big hip hop fan at heart. Like that's where my really? uh, yeah, that's where I got my Wu Tang tattoo here and everything. Yeah. Um, so, so how old were you when you started like going clubbing? About 23, 24. Okay. Yeah. So we started going to these after parties, and then he had like a, some CDJs. We started mixing. Me and Liam did, and then we got into. 
Marco Corolla was like the first one. It was Carl Cox and Marco Corolla. I actually went to uh, Global Gathering. It was the first festival I went to, and I went to see Carl Cox, but I got so wasted the first night. The second night, I could oh. barely get in the tent, and I had to like pull myself out, and I literally went, saw... <laughs> Carl Cox playing and then fucked off back in the <laughs> So yeah, and then um yeah, and then we we started mixing and we was like, oh, this is actually quite fun. And we started going because Liam used to go to like the drum bass raves at Fabric. So he'd go from South End to Fabric. Like even when I was in the military, he, he used to, he was quite a big raver then. And um yeah, and then, we, and then we went to Marco Corolla at Fabric for the first time, and it just um, blew my mind. It was, it was when he was, you know, when he did, like, the Essential Mix, like oh, that yeah, era yeah. of Corolla. It just blew my mind. And then um, and then we we bought some, like, little shitty... We, I think we... Not CDJs first. We got, like, a controller just for the living room for after parties and that. And then we got uh, some CDJs. I can't remember what they were, like, the 700s. Just like, you know, the ones with the tiny little wheels... Oh, the CDJ 400s. It could have been, yeah. I had the 400s. Yeah. I've just realised I didn't talk anything about DJing at all. No, I know. No, <laughs> that was a big about. part. We'll, yeah. we'll come back to it. That was but the yeah. part I wanted to hear, some of the stories. But <laughs> No, uh, the, the CDJ 400s are the one with the, the first ones with the USB in. Yeah, yeah. That with was the M ones, yeah, 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 the 400s. But then yeah. it, I, th- I can't remember because I think I was playing CDs back in the day. Yeah, you know, no, no, it was CDs yeah, and you and could put a USB, USB yeah, as well. You know when you have an after party, I don't know if you ever did this, and you had all your CDs and ordered, and yeah. then at the after party you'd wake oh. up and that's it. Well, did you, did you not? We used to do doubles, mate. You not do doubles? <laughs> no, you do doubles. Know. So if you, you know, because if, if you're fucking wrecked at a party and you, you, no one's putting them back in their sleep. No, never. Well, if you'd got doubles, you could have all of them out oh. and you've still got a backup there. I missed the trick there. Because every single Monday, I was just like, well, what do I do with this? It's an absolute mess. Anyway, and then, um, and then we, um, I, I recorded a mix, basically. We started recording a mix that like we really wanted to start playing out. And, um, and I used to just spam everyone, yeah with this mix and then we see this guy on facebook lewis and he put there was like a dj competition coming up so with me and Liam, it was in london we were like we've got to do it so it was like a wednesday night and i'm sure it was a i'm sure it was here i'm not sure it was somewhere in Vauxhall anyway and um anyway we went to it a few of our friends come and um our, our mixing was actually okay because i don't know if you ever heard of like the point is it the point eight rule yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If anyone asks me to teach them, yeah, the point, that's uh, the first, first thing I teach them. Right. Point eight and do you know, I found that out as well because this this guy that I used to know, he seen that we would started mixing that, and he got really jealous, and he was because he'd gone to like DJ school, <laughs> and then he told me about this point eight rule yeah. as if to say. I know more than you. And he told me about it. And I was like, fucking hell. Nice. Well, so now I can you... actually mix. <laughs> so you didn't actually know that? No, I didn't have a clue. Anyway, so we went. and, and the That's mi- meant. Yeah. And it's, it, it's like one of the first things. That you yeah, I didn't even know. That. Yeah, but he told he told me me that as if to say, hmm, well, you don't even know about the point eight rolls. I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> but now I do. Thank you very much. Started my uh, career, really. Anyway, we went to this <laughs> DJ gig. Uh, this this competition and and they said oh you've got it and it's it's to play the loft at egg, um, but it was selling tickets, so you got to bring your friends and the first one we I think we sold fifty tickets on the first one Man. and um, we were playing again that sort of Marco Corolla style like quite minimal you know at the time and there wasn't a lot of up and coming artists I'd say playing that do you know what I mean yeah 
And um, and it went really well. And they asked us to come back for New Year's. And then we did the same. We sold 50 tickets. But then two people didn't turn up after us. So we got to play that three-hour set. And uh, Hans, like one of the promoters at Egg, he come to see us play. And um, and that was it. Then we had like an in at Egg. And we just mainly were going to Egg every single week. We were there Friday, Saturday. This before we were even residents. And Liam, because he, he used to talk to everyone, started getting quite pally with uh, with hands there. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then we eventually, we you know, we started running rooms, selling tickets, and then we got a residency there on, like, Friday, then a Saturday. Um, like, DJ Mag, you know, we, we, we were in with uh, Adam Savile, like, when we were... I missed a big part then. And it, it come back to something that you said as well, actually, is that Hans said to us, because we were living in South End, and I was still... At the time, I was still a PT, and he said, look, if you want this to happen, you've got to make the move to London. So we quit a job, and uh, Liam went to look at, because we had a, we had a, a two-bed apartment in, in South End. He's like, oh, look, I've, Liam went to go and look at some places, and he's like, I found this place. Anyway, <laughs> I'd have to go into this story a bit more detail another time, but basically, we were moving to London, so we had one big final party. Completely forgot we were moving, everyone's still up partying and um, my mate Todd his dad come to with a van and he's like I'm outside and we were like I was still off my head I was like what the <laughs> fuck so it's a pile like two bed flat into this one van off my chop sat in the front of the van oh. with my mate's dad got there only to realise that we've only got a room yeah so we moved to Brick Lane <laughs> but the place Liam's got is like this small box room with two beds two single beds and you got a whole flat worth of stuff oh my go. god so what mate, did you do piled it high we had to dash loads of stuff mate it was just ridiculous I was like Liam it's what ideal. F- no it's not it's not what you want to after I was, um, I was 20 how old is it 25 and I'm sharing a room with my brother again <laughs> anyway so we got the residency at Egg and then um, at the time I was drinking a lot the more, the longer my residency went on, four years, the less, you know, P, I was doing no, like, exercise. I was going on the bike for 30 minutes at the gym yeah. and saying I've done a good workout. And then um, and then we got a lucky break. We were just known for egg, really. I think that's, like, for me and Liam, like, production, I think we found really difficult and we were partying a lot. And everyone knew us for, you know, being the residents at egg. And then we got a lucky break with... Um, but someone in Berlin, which I'm, I'm going. I want to save that story for another time because it's you know it's a juicy one. Um, <laughs> anyway, and then then it's pretty much the same. You know, if you want to make this happen, you got to move to Berlin. We got on the Watergate residency, uh, an agency, and then spent four years in um, in in Berlin. But my health was getting worse. I got you know a bad drug addiction, and I was doing nothing and argue. It just got it was getting really bad. But then COVID like sort of um gave me this opportunity to see you know fuck like what am i actually doing do you know what i mean like i'm you know okay the career was going okay but with with how my health was and my drug use like you know it was it was going to end badly do you think knowing because you were a pt previously Mm. right do you think that knowledge from when you did that and kind of were in that world, do you think that maybe was a catalyst in your mind? Because, I I mean, I didn't have that previous experience, but you knew that, like, you know the benefits, right? Mm. Looking after your body, looking after yourself and the, the, the benefits for your mental health and everything. Yeah. Do you think that maybe niggled at you or was it was it kind it's, of... It's a good question. It was, I don't think it did at all because no. it was only because of COVID that 
basically then I had to um, I had to get a job yeah. and in I was living in Berlin the only non-German speaking jobs was at Amazon right. doing the night shift yeah. um, which for me actually, you know you know that was a, a blessing in disguise that because it stopped me from partying because I was working the nights not completely like I was the German health system like basically if you go to the doctors in Germany they just say well, how many days off do you want like that's how easy it is so you, you just dropped the Germany in it there I know it's a big sorry. huge yeah, podcast okay, no. um, leans of listeners yeah <laughs> Germany's fucking yeah, out yeah um, anyway so I got a job at Amazon did yeah. a night shift and then I started training again I was like I started I remember my first run uh, round Templehof with um, you know my, my ex she's like look come running I was like okay ego massive I thought I'm just gonna fucking nail this and I don't know if anyone watches Peep Show but there's a part in Peep Show <laughs> where he like he runs and he's like oh this is definitely a bit of me and obviously because I'm ex-military and I was quite a good runner back in the day I thought I'm just gonna go straight back into it about 100 metres down the way I was fucked <laughs> I was like this is horrible but I stuck at it and then I started training again. And like, obviously the Amazon job lifting the body, it was quite active. So I started like, then I was like, actually, you know what? I might get back into this. I started weighing my food again. I got my fitness pal up and it was like, the last time I went on there, I was like 76 kilos. And at the time then I was like, I think I was like 86 or 87. Like when I first, and I was like, fucking, I've not been on it for years. Anyway, I started losing weight, started like, you know, looking good again and feeling good. My fitness is getting better. My running was getting better. And um, Liam, like he, you know, he just didn't want to DJ anymore anyway. And I started thinking, actually, yeah, me neither. But in the back of my head, there's still something, you know, I still hadn't quite done enough, you know, in the career. And then I was like, look, we're going to move back to England. So when we were able to, it was July two. What year is it? Two thousand twenty-one. Uh, it's two years ago, just over. And then we went on to a constant talent agency um, with David Oyston, and we had like big plan. We had an Australia tour plan, New Zealand tour plan. Like I think we had like eight gigs in um, in, in England planned because everything had sort of opened up again. We moved back, and I remember we got back, and this was it. Oh, I think it was like the first week in August. Me and Liam had a big argument in Bournemouth because he just he didn't want to do it anymore. Like again, something that we'll definitely talk about on the podcast. But like me and Liam are so close as brothers. Like the more my drug use and alcohol happened, like it pulled us further apart. And because obviously with COVID, we weren't able to party and stuff. I'd started looking after myself again, and he did as well. He started running. Um, and just, you know, becoming more healthy. Like, life was just much better. Do you know what I mean? Um, anyway, so we had this big argument. Liam's like, look, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, look, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to do all the gigs sober, yeah? <laughs> that was that was my big... Oh, yeah, I've, I've heard this. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know this bit. Yeah, so I'm going to do all the gigs sober. And uh, first gig, Nottingham. Here we go, sober. Liam didn't come, I was on my own. And um, went up. Oh, mate, I was like, honestly, the whole night, not drinking, not drinking, not drinking, get to play, I'll have one drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As you do. As you do, I'll have one drink. Well, it wasn't even, like, the gig wasn't packed, you know what I mean? It was pretty average Willis Brothers gig at this point. Um, gig, <laughs> you know, anyway, I'll have a couple, of, I'll have one, I'll have another one. Packet comes out, next thing, I wake up in hospital, yeah, <laughs> right? Um, apparently the police brought me in. I was, you know, it was just embarrassing. 
Uh, had a, I've got like a gash on my head here. So what what happened? Did you fall or what? what? I don't, I actually don't know that don't part. Know. That's the scary thing. Is like I actually don't know if I had got in a fight or if I'd fallen over or and what. no one who you were with. No, because no. I this is the thing. Apparently, I went to not even an after party. I went to like an Oceana. Yeah, after so you went clubbing after, after you my yeah, yeah, yeah but after not, your gig, but not even to like a cool. It was like. Oh, and I checked my my you know my credit card stuff. It yeah. was like champagne, oh, you know. Sean. I spent you, well more, in. spent more than I'd actually got paid <laughs> for the gig. But coming off anyway, it was, I was so I, ran, I was in bits. But I was like crying. I was like ringing my dad. I was like, oh, that's it. And the next day, I got home and I rang like you know everyone in the industry who who, who was sort of a part with us at the time. Just said that was it, and um, I'd you know I. So no surprise, they weren't happy. Um, and they're still not to this day. I mean, they probably don't give a shit anymore, but, you know, um, I've tried to reach out once or twice to no success. But anyway, so I then had to get a job. And the first job I got back was a PE teacher, um, which I'm not qualified in, but the guy that I spoke to, I told him my situation. He was ex-military, so we ex-military, you have this sort of bond. You know, it's like, oh, ex-military, ex-military. Anyway. Like a... Yeah, yeah, like friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah friends. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so he gave me the job, and I, f- I fucking loved it at the start. It was great, you yeah. know, something I'd never done before. I was really good at it. And, um, what, and then, what age group? Was it like secondary school? Primary school. Primary school. All right, Honestly, interesting. One first thing, yeah. I thought I was badly behaved when I was at school. Nothing on these kids. Really? Like, yeah, that was the first thing I did after a week. I rang my mom. I was like... I, I expect an apology because <laughs> I was well behaved compared to these kids. Honestly, really? the language on some of them is because I thought as well. The, the funny thing was because well, I thought DJ military. I thought I'm going to be Mr. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to be like, oh, there goes Mr. Willers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Cool, the yeah. PE teacher. They weren't. They were like, fuck off. Yeah. Frank. <laughs> Care of your ego, man. Yeah, yeah bro. Care of your ego, yeah, Mr. Willers. Yeah, You're was, nobody to us. Isn't it? That's it, man. I mostly do know what a DJ was. So I forget <laughs> that one. <laughs> it was, anyway, it was, a, it was a, yeah, it was a shot. But it was good. It was good. But then I started documenting my journey and like you know similar to yourself like me and lee were known um you know to for partying like that's what we were known especially in berlin like everyone knew when when you were booking us we were getting fucked up yeah like that was part and parcel of the willis brothers and um a lot of people started seeing my journey my transformation and thinking well fucking hell if, if he can do it surely it's possible and a couple of djs started reaching out to me um, that I really respected in the industry, like Randall M, he was one of the first ones, and Noah as well. Um, and I just like started helping them, and then you know people started paying me a little bit, and then I started because I didn't know I come from the one-on-one PT, I didn't really know about online coaching, yeah. Because during COVID, like that wasn't something that I've even thought about. You know what I mean? Course, yeah. Is that it was even a possibility? Um, because I was just trying to, you know, focus on my own journey and sort myself out anyway. And it just sort of blossomed and it's, you know, it's created this business now that I have um, that sort of led us to where we are exactly right now. Well, um, it's the business that you have now, which yeah. is talking again. Exactly, yeah. It's full yeah. circle, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, mm. so that's sort of um, the journey in a nutshell. I think we're definitely going to go into these a lot more in depth. I think we'll break them down as the podcast goes on but um yeah that, yeah those those stories i mean as you were telling yours i realized i'd missed like 96 yeah, of my story more out. than that um but 
we're gonna have to we're gonna ha we're literally gonna have to break this down into like we could go on do you want to go back into it i think you should i think the listeners might want to hear well um are you done by the way before i'm done for that yeah i'm done for that part yeah it's really interesting um because i didn't actually know about the military stuff i don't ah, think okay, i, I yeah. don't think we've discussed that no 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 um because it's just so people know we we've not really been super close no not at all over the no, years no, it's no, only no. really last the back end of last year when we yeah, reconnected yeah, yeah. Um, and since I moved to London now, since yeah, you moved to London, when did you move? A few months ago. A few months ago now, yeah. yeah. I think it's now coming into my third month. Um, yeah. But it's actually, for me, it's been really nice to connect with someone who I know understands mm. what I've what I've been through. Yeah, yeah. Because you've literally done it. Obviously, I know we do different things. I'm working in a, a fintech startup. You're going down this online coaching yeah. thing. But essentially, we've come from we come from the same background in yeah, terms yeah. of we're in the music industry, mm -hmm. essentially lost in a lot of ways, yeah. forced into a corner, come out the other end, and it was kind of either a sink or swim situation. Mm. Obviously, you have that um, PT experience, and that, that, that's now, as you've just said before, it's now coming in handy, like you've you've got these DJs reaching out to you, and mm. now not just DJs, you're helping all sorts of people. Yeah, yeah. And that was where we got the idea for this podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're, you, what you do is essentially help people get out of ruts, whether that's mm. mainly with their fitness, but that comes hand in hand with mental health as mm -hmm. well, doesn't it, right? Yeah. Um, and we just, so yeah, just to come full circle on why we're doing this is we really think that our journeys and our experience can can benefit mm -hmm. other people. Yeah. Our stories, which we're going to go into in a lot of depth and also get guests on, mm -hmm. friends of ours, yeah. um, people we'll probably reach out to who aren't friends but have, who have in incredibly interesting stories. Yeah. Um, those stories can be beneficial and also people want to be able to relate to these things, you mm -hmm. know. We, I, I know personally so many people. I will come back on to a few extra little stories yeah, yeah. About, about my journey, but just quickly, I have... I know people in the industry now who are at the top of their game playing for huge brands, two in the world, maybe playing three, four shows a week, mm -hmm. making very good money, and I know they're unhappy. Mm -hmm. I also know some people who are on the up-and-coming roster, if mm -hmm. you like, who are doing it completely differently now. You've got like people online who are pushing health and wellness, and they're coming up, and they're not drinking, and they're not doing mm -hmm. the drugs, and... And, and looking at it like a business. Yeah, yeah. I never looked at it like a business. Did you? <laughs> Did I? Fuck. I didn't me. look at it like a business once. I looked at it like I was getting paid to fucking party. <laughs> and I was. We were. <laughs> and we took it. full advantage of it. Yeah, too right. Another thing we need to just quickly touch on is we both, and Liam as well, respectively, mm. we qu we quit at the top of our games. Yeah, like yeah, We yeah. both, we all three of us, left this. I mean, obviously, I think Liam was probably as as your story went, he's probably ready to leave a little bit. A little bit before. A, a little yeah, bit before, yeah, not yeah. too much, but a little bit. But when all this happened, I was kind of still on the rise. Yeah, as yeah, you guys yes, were, yes, you've yes. gone to Berlin, you were yeah. obviously in a different genre, you were, you were heavily into techno, I was more house, but we were both kind of at this pinnacle move where we're gonna go from like this level to your DJ, mm. making X amount to like, it was gonna just go the other way, like mm. one way, right? Yeah. Um, and that's important to note because it's not about the money. No, no, It's no. not about the money or the f fame, if you call it. We weren't really famous. We were kind of known in the underground. In a circle. In, yeah, in a circle. Yeah, People yeah. knew who we were, yeah, yeah. if you listen to that music. But um, that 
none of that fucking matters. No. None of that matters. And it didn't. Towards the end, even 2018 and 19, I knew that I was done. But mm. I just I just didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, with regards to my story, I think I'm going to leave it there because I can always come back to this yeah, another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. We're going to use another uh, another episode to go into. <laughs> 100%. Stories. Yeah. 100%. Um, People see- want to hear the parties, I think. That's what oh, we've, we've got. Yeah, we've yeah. got plenty of them. So let's have a little look at this list that we made. Um, why wellness matters? Should we move on to that? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. I'll um, let you start with this because yeah. you're the PT. <laughs> you, I might be able to learn a few things here anyway. Why wellness matters? I mean, this... I think you, you you made a good point there actually just towards the end of what you were saying about, you know, we sort of ended at the top of our careers. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, where would have that went if we was on the same trajectory in terms of like our health, you know, mentally and physically? Um, yeah. I mean, I think we, we both know where that would have yeah, led to. Yeah, it, um, it wouldn't have ended well at all. No. Um, so what you know? Why wellness matters? I think um, one thing that I've noticed since you know I started taking, um, you know, started putting my mental and physical health back in the spotlight is that a lot of my issues that I was having prior to to that have sort of disappeared. Wh- you know, which hmm. which so let's talk about just personal. Okay. Dramas. Yeah. Yeah. So they seem to have disappeared quite with, a lot. With friends or with friends, family, relationships, just work colleagues, you know, all that. I think a lot of the, you know, issues that I had when I was in the music industry were related to the fact that I wasn't really looking after myself mentally or physically. Um, and a lot of the issues that I used to get physically as well, well, not a lot of them, all of them have gone as well since I've started taking care of myself. Now, that sort of seems obvious, but I think so many people have a lot of issues mentally and physically and aren't looking after themselves, but aren't, you know, putting the sort of link there together, if that makes sense. Um, And I think when you put your health first, everything else seems to fall into place. There's a very obvious knock-on effect like yeah, domino effect yeah. and it sounds obvious when you talk about it like mm. that but people don't like like let me put it into like, an, like a specific uh, example i weirdly right had this rash on my back for years mm-hmm. i'm talking like all over my back down my up my neck down my arms and i was always i went to the doctors and i was always told that i've got it's ringworm right it comes and goes and I, when i used to dj obviously i'm smashing tequila I'm sweating and it obviously come up my skin and I was just like, it's because of the heat. It's yeah, the heat. I'm yeah. DJing in beef or Dubai or wherever it was. I'm always sweating and it's the kind of a, this fungus infection. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And then I stopped drinking this year. 
Mm. I had one drink this year at a wedding, but I stopped drinking this year. And weirdly, the fucking rash disappeared. Did it? Right, completely. I've had this since I was 18. Oh, and it's minging. It was like all my back, all red blotches, and it was it was awful. And no matter what I did, no matter what a cream I had or diet I'd, I'd tried, nothing worked. Mm. And then I stopped putting shit in my body, and then there's a knock-on effect. Little things like that, like yeah. what we, how we look after ourselves, has an. And then that made me feel better about, my, about myself. Because, yeah, it was more confident. Yeah, yeah, I was. All, yeah. I used to hate my top off at the gym because yeah. I was getting showered and I had all this rash all over myself. And now you can't leave it on. And now, I, now I just every single Instagram post, I'm just <laughs> absolutely shredded out my mind. It's funny because I, I, I had a similar. <laughs> I had a similar. I used to get really bad acid. This is just going to turn into a part of like all the health issues we had when we were <laughs> when we were DJs. But I used to get really bad um, acid reflux to the part that Liam used to constantly take the piss out of me. My brother, for those who don't know, he will be on an episode, no doubt. Definitely. Um, he, you know, he used to call me like um, you know, like a bird. You know, the birds who like feed yeah. the kids because that's how bad the acid reflux was. And I was the same. As soon as I stopped partying and getting on it and drinking all the time it's fucking disappeared yep. i know? had the same as a yeah. heartburn horrendous but and, and, I, and i think on that that's like why wellness matters especially when we're talking about you know the music industry because for me i think if i had started off my music career and just actually started to be a bit more concerned about my health from the start like if i just carried on the sort of training that i was doing and and thinking, okay, maybe getting fucked up three, four times a week isn't doing me any favors and that is leading to my problems, then I probably would have been able to sustain my career a little longer or even been more successful with it or just not had a lot of the dramas that had sort of come that I used to think was part and parcel with a career. But, you know, now looking back, it's like, well, maybe it was just the fact that I wasn't looking after myself and not able to deal with, like, you know, the sort of pressures that come with that. Um... So if it's a big if though, you know, we we could I could say the same thing, but my my personality, um, when you're probably the same, but I like to fucking party. Mm. Like I love to party. So you I, I did a, I did a little stint where I said I'm not gonna drink or do anything when I'm touring. I'm just gonna get my head down. I'm gonna go back to the hotel straight after the gig. I'm gonna get to the hotel, I'm gonna get to the gig five minutes before my set. Yeah. I did it for six for six months. Did you? No, that's why six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, six I was weeks. Say, I was it was six weeks. And it, was an, right. it was my Australian tour, right? Yeah. And yeah. I did the whole thing, and I got to the last gig in um, Queenstown, New Zealand, mm. and I thought, "Fuck this! It's my last night." And bearing in mind, I had a forty-hour trip back to the Heathrow uh, the day after. Uh, get the tequila out. Where's the Patron? Get me a bottle of Patron. Where's my rider? Get my rider. The worst one to do it on as well. About the last one, leathered. Crazy, crazy gig, right? People, oh, six, one more tunes, people climbing the walls. It was, you know, when, when you're just buzzing, right? Yeah, yeah, The best part of the, the gig, by the way, the best part of that job is the DJ. The gig, yeah, I would do that for free. Yeah, I would yeah. do, happily do that for free. It's everything else that... But just not at night. It'd have to be like a four till five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I need to be in bed, but like late, it's nine o'clock now. Yeah. Nine o'clock. <laughs> my alarm's going off at five and I'm not fucking <laughs> missing that. I'm not getting in at five. I'm going yeah, to the after party yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting up at five to go yeah, to fucking too, gym. Right. Um, but I did six weeks and it really made a, a big difference to how I felt. But mm. at the same time, I didn't want to. Yeah. Every single gig I went to, I wanted to get on it yeah. every time. Because that 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 for me, that job was I was getting paid to go out and have fun. Mm -hmm. I never looked at it like a professional business. Like, you know, yeah. we, we call ourselves like I'm an ex-professional DJ. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing professional there was about no, it. There was not <laughs> one professional thing about 
what anything I did in that career. That's so funny you say that, actually. Because I know I always say that I was an ex-professional DJ. It's <laughs> fuck all professional. Not even my mixing was professional. I couldn't even speak half the gigs, and you say you're calling yourself a professional. <laughs> like, there's one gig that I, I went. <laughs> so bad this i'm not going to say the specific gig because i'm not going to go into detail but I, t I went to a foreign country in europe and i i was out on the in the day with them having drinks and i just went back to the hotel room to get changed and then i woke up at half five in the morning you missed it completely missed it wow like, they didn't wake you up though no they, they said they were banging on the door so loud but the, the hotel staff couldn't let them in because of legal oh, reasons shit. they said they were banging on the door for over an hour <laughs> <laughs> completely out that's professional right that's did you get did you get booked again you know i said i'd go and play back i went back and played for free one night like three months later i played, uh, for, played okay. for free okay now, i know the guys like uh, they're sweet but still, like that that's, that's, not, that's professional. not professional no. No. you know you see professionals walking around the city yeah, on liverpool yeah. street and you yeah, see people yeah. with a tie on or yeah. even just a shirt yeah. right that's a professional absolutely um or you see someone on a laptop on a train that's professional yeah someone who just doesn't show up to work pissed that's not professional <laughs> at all okay yeah so I, I mean there's just in my head there, there's so many stories <laughs> this is what i mean we we really need to because this is the first episode it's it's okay to get little spin-off stories like yeah that. yeah but these are little teasers little for you teasers. all you know what i mean come back in the next episode to hear more um let's move on why wellness matters i mean yeah i mean we wouldn't be here right now if 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 we hadn't started to put our health and fitness first and i and i think that's not just for the way that you know not just talking about putting your wellness first for the way you look and feel but just everything else improves around you do you know what i mean like business Absolutely. you know yeah relationships stuff like that Absolutely. So, you know i think and i get this quite a lot when i speak to people especially in consultations. It's like, I don't even like saying the word like health and fitness wellness because people automatically think, oh, the gym. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's just so I can look good, so I can lose weight. It's like, it's so much more no, than that. that. It's yeah. so much more than that. Um, but I was actually um, on, on that note from mm. a young age, I won't mention here, but people that I grew up with told me that they didn't go to the gym because it was boring. Mm. And I've been doing a lot of subconscious reprogramming over the last few years and realizing that we create in our lives when we're younger, I don't know what the ages are, between four and eight, or might be eight and 12, we create identities and stories. Mm. One of the stories I had about myself was that I was easily distracted. Do you know when you, when you were younger, you used, you used to get like your report card and it would say on there, Jack, or it, on mine it said, Jackie is really intelligent, works hard, but is easily distracted. <laughs> on every single fucking report card, right? So ever since I was that age, I lived that identity, that was my yeah, story. Yeah. and. Th those people in my life when I was younger who said that the gym was boring, mm. the gym was boring, the gym was boring. I just fucking thought the gym's boring. Mm. I'm never going to fucking bother. And when I did go to the gym, because in my head, I said the gym's boring. Yeah, well, yeah. It was boring. It's yeah. fucking boring. Yeah. So when I rewrote that story for myself mm -hmm. in lockdown, because I had nothing else to fucking do, mm. and I realized I was on a really bad path, that, again, that, that, when, once that story was rewritten, everything else changed. Like yeah. you said, everything changes. Me and Eleanor's relationship changed. Mm. Some of the friends that I thought were friends weren't really friends. Yeah, yeah. The friends who I didn't really speak to or we maybe drifted apart, we come back together. Yeah, yeah. We're more aligned. Mm -hmm. Everything falls into place when absolutely. you get your health and wellness together. Yeah, absolutely. Massive. It's been massive for my yeah. life. Huge. Yeah. Um, 
I think we'll definitely come back onto that one as well. That's, uh, that's going to be talk for hours, mate. Yeah. So I think let's uh, let's go into like Move life on. beyond nightlife, like the afters podcast. I think it's, it's sort of named um, appropriately. Yeah. For you know what's going to probably come out of this, a lot of stories from the afters. Uh, and a lot of stories about like after you know nightlife um so sort of explanation of what life beyond li- n- the nightlife means um yeah it's quite i mean yeah go on kick the start this one yeah, go on. What, what's what's the point it's in here so we've got night explore exploration of what life beyond nightlife means and some experiences. Okay. Professional. Cool. Professional. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you. I know you said you got your decks back out yesterday. <laughs> oh, which we will. Rusty. To, yeah, Rusty Spoon. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Um, I've completely lost interest yeah, in yeah. nightlife. Yeah. And, and it's not that some of my friends who, you know, they invite me out all the time. They mm. invite me. I've got this sashes at Fabric. Or we're going to go to Fold for this. Or mm. do you want to go... We're going abroad, you know, wherever. Um, and I've just got no, there's nothing pulling me back, yeah, into, yeah. even as a clubber. Mm-hmm. I went to Ibiza for a friend's wedding. Um, oh, got to get some tissues next time, man. <laughs> um, I went to Ibiza for a friend's wedding. When was it? Last month? No, in July. And um, obviously, I used to work closely with Defected. And, mm-hmm. you know, the glitter box was on and other guys. I was, mm. you know, I sent, I sent Eleanor a screenshot of, just instantly, I was on Instagram and I screenshotted the glitter box lineup and uh, Roger was playing in a few mm. and I sent it to Eleanor. And as soon as I sent it to her, I didn't know why I'd sent it. And I was, and I said, and she texted me back saying, I don't want to go to glitter box. And I just said, neither do I. And nothing, it's nothing to do with not going to go to glitter box. It's, I just chose that as an example. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I also almost have this reflex to, to do that because that's what I used to do. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. It's like habitual, right? Yeah. But I didn't want to do that. And it, that was just a, one example of many where I've realized that that part of my life, almost like that chapter's closed and I'm really in a good place now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's strange to talk about it like this because that was such a big part of my life yeah. from the age of 19 to getting my first ex, which, by the way, I haven't even mentioned. I, yeah. I, I did used to DJ and I've and <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> well, mentioned that bit. Cut that part <laughs> out. <laughs> we'll have to edit this. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do another one where we wear the same clothes. Yeah, yeah. You know, we tash this name. <laughs> um, I, um, I've lost my trail of thought now. What we're talking about? Go on. You on about Glitterbox. You sent the... Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so the... Um, so not having any interest in that. It's when I speak to friends who are still doing, um, going out and clubbing and stuff, it's, it's, it feels weird to say mm. I have no interest. And I even sometimes say that in a text, I am not interested in that at all. <laughs> even though I know somewhere, and I've, I've spoke to a few other people who are producers who said, maybe one day you'll come yeah. back around and you'll want to open up the Ableton and you'll want to make a few tunes or whatever. How many times you get that question though? Well, do you still make music? Yeah, yeah. When are you going to come back on the day? I, bet I you... get it weekly yeah, on Instagram. I bet you get it daily. Yeah, I'll post a picture. Yeah. I'll post a picture of pasta the before yeah, someone, <laughs> someone said, uh, one more said from Jackie. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. But no, um, life beyond nightlife for me is is completely different. And, and, um, and I feel like I've changed. Mm. Like something really deep down has changed. I don't know whether it's I'm just becoming more aligned with my true self, yeah, or whether because of certain 
emotions and feelings I've got about the way I used to live my life mm. is still kind of lingering as a, like a reminder that mm. I wasn't living my life the right way. And it's still kind of very surface level. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some hesitation to want to maybe dip my toe back in. Mm. I don't know which one it is. Mm. Either way, life's very different for me now. Um, and maybe one day I will want to just jump back into a nightclub or get the decks out and have a spin in the kitchen or go upstairs and whack Ableton on and maybe make a few loops. I don't know, but right now, I just, I, I'm just not there. Well, ho hopefully the, uh, the the loop that you'll be hearing from uh, for the podcast will be made from... <laughs> <laughs> we talk, Did we talk about this when the camera was rolling? No, I don't, I don't think, think we was. did. No, no. no, we were talking about the jingle and we were like, in my head I was thinking, oh, who are we going to get to make the jingle? Yeah, and, Sean, and then Sean said... Well, maybe we should <laughs> yeah. make the jingle. Although I, I haven't got Ableton anymore, so... I've got a crack from oh, 2016. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for me, um, life's very different. And um, and I'm, like you said before, that domino effects is, is in full play for me mm. now. Everything is, is improved. Um, I've realized who I want to have in my life, who mm -hmm. I don't want to have in my life. And not, not in a malicious way either. No, no. It's not like I've got my friends on a piece of paper and I've gone, fuck off, <laughs> yeah. fuck off, fuck off, yeah. fuck off, yeah. you can stay. Like, <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. It's just sometimes like friends and relationships in your life are like me and my wife say, they're like seasons, right? Mm. And you have friends for different seasons. You look yeah. back at like, you look back at college or uni or whatever. And it's not that you like you don't speak to those people anymore, the majority of them. Mm -hmm. It's not because of any malice. It's just because you're on different paths yeah, and you're not aligned, right? Yeah. So you kind of you do start start to to mix with people who are more aligned. And I feel like that's what's been important for me after nightlife. Mm. I'm really starting to find those relationships which I want which are which want to flourish yeah. naturally. Yeah. And those relationships which were toxic and yeah. No good for me. I don't yeah. know about you. How you well, feel I about and that. I think that's a good point as well. Like especially when we're talking about health and, and wellness in general, is um, you know is, is, is it's a trigger really. You know, making sure that you surround yourself with the right people. Because when I was in Berlin, I was surrounded by people getting on it all the time to no surprise i mean i'm not saying that that was the reason why i was getting on it because it definitely was i oh, just blame everyone else yeah yeah, yeah it definitely <laughs> wasn't my fault fuckers um but you know but i think one thing that you, you sort of have to look at first of all if you are going to change your whole lifestyle is like who are the people that you are hanging around with for me i think i'm i still speak with a lot of people in the industry all the time um and are they, the people in people that you're speaking to in the industry are they friends like close friends or just people who you just a lot of clients to be honest a lot right, yeah okay. so i work with you know quite a lot i don't know I, I can't give you the percentage of what willis fitness is in in the music industry but you know there's still quite a lot and i have a couple of you know friends that i speak to on a regular basis that are still you know in the industry as well that's uh, amazing that though because those not trying to blow smoke up your ass or anything, but those people, in, I mean, when we were DJing, we never had, I never, I mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't see anyone on my social media who was a DJ, who was then now a PT, who's trying to help people. Mm. You're that guy. I you, think so, Massively. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know anyone else on my social media who's made that transition and doing it successfully and helping a lot of people in that industry. Yeah. Um, classmate. Yeah, that's, that's it. I don't, there isn't, I don't know if there is at the moment. I mean, but still, I speak with a lot of people, and um, I don't know. I sort of still like the idea of music sometimes, but 
first of all, is very time consuming. You know, sitting down to Ableton to start producing music, I haven't really got the time. Um, Did you like making music? Not really. I like doing cocaine. Yeah. That was it. And, yeah. and uh, that's what I used to say to myself. <laughs> but it'd be like, I'm going to the studio, <laughs> which basically meant ring the dealer in. I'll see you in three days. And then I'd, you know, then... I'd, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, be, I'd be in the studio after I'd be like fucking hell that was what have I I've, even done I've it? made two loops yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. both shit yeah um, <laughs> yeah basically so no I don't I don't sometimes I did you know sometimes it was alright but I'm not you know I've I come from no musical background at all in that regard, so like even keys, I had no fucking idea. A no, lot of the time, yeah, a lot of the time I was just pressing buttons and hoping for the best. I remember once I got the um, Electron, yeah, thinking oh, I'll invest a bit of money finally into you know into my career, and I got it, and and uh, it was just too too well too complicated, man. And obviously I couldn't be asked to learn because I was off my head every time I was in the studio. Yeah. So it was just just sat in the studio. But every time I got a picture on Instagram, I made sure I got you know that bit of equipment in there yeah, and turn it on. Turn it on like, so it's flashing. Yeah, <laughs> does it's got get the off. demo yeah, lights. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fucking hell, everyone's gonna think I'm well cool. Mate, I've got the same story. In locked, it's in lockdown. So it got to lockdown and I started making money. Um, how I was making money was doing the lessons online, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was saving all that and pulling it together and said, right, I'm, when I move, when I move out the mother-in-laws, I'm going to get a space and I'm going to make a studio. And I fucking did, right? And I spent um, about four grand on this Art Novian design. Have you heard of Art Novian? I've not, no. Do you know Mark Bradbury? Uh, I'm going to say no. Okay. I was going to say Wait, yes, then. He's got an amazing... <laughs> Why? What <laughs> reason? Oh. No. <laughs> no, this is... Okay. Well, anyway, he has a, the most amazing Art Novian design uh, studio in Manchester. I thought you might have, have heard of it. But anyway, um, they're designed in Portugal for the room. So you send oh, them wow. to specifications of the room, speci specifications, mm -hmm. specifications, dimensions, and then they send you a design back. It was fucking awesome. I was like, all right, sweet. Let's do it. Got the panels, got them all installed, hired this little space, 200 quid a month. It was like amazing. Bought all this equipment, like very similar to your story when you, when you bought the, that, yeah, that yeah. bit of kit. Got all this stuff and then sat down in it and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I don't like making fucking music. <laughs> I actually don't, never like making music. I'd made music so I could get gigs, yeah, yeah. go out and get fucked. Yeah, yeah. That's basically <laughs> what I did, right? So I sat in the studio in lockdown, like it was, I think it was maybe November 2021. And I sat down, I was finished. I was like, oh my God, this took me four months to make this. All this gear. You have pictures of it. I've got pictures. Yeah, oh, we'll, we'll have we'll, to throw them up. We'll throw them up yeah. on the green screen there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then um, I sat down. I was like, turn everything on. Do a nice little yeah, video. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All yeah, the demo yeah. lights. And then fuck off back yeah. upstairs. But is it TR, the TR8? TR8. TR8. I like that bit of it. That yeah, was, prop, that was yeah, a good one. Because you could just sit on it off your head and just it, yeah, push yeah, buttons yeah, and yeah, make, yeah, make cool loops. Yeah. And then the, is it the TB3? The little TB, yeah, like the acidy one. The acidy that one. was quite cool. Quirk, as well, yeah. cool. And you didn't really need to spend much time like, nah, learning nah, them. No, that's what I liked as and well. Then, and then, but yeah, very similar story. I didn't really get to learn them, Lords. I like to play with them. Yeah. Never recorded anything. Just Never. Not, yeah, yeah. Didn't like. Just didn't learn them. Didn't learn. Didn't and learn. It, them, it yeah. is one of those things. I really feel you need to be super passionate about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're not, if you like, again, I just made music to 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 get, get gigs. Get gigs. Yeah. yeah.
So it's where the money comes from, right? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't come from the record sales. We're not in the 70s. It's, it's, it's all from performance. Yeah. And if you're not getting charts, chart positions, yeah. you're not getting... So things. is there no music? That, is there any... Um, any tunes that you were trying <laughs> I to that, I knew that question was coming and I'm just going to have to answer like not any that you were happy with like not one oh no, you were proud oh, of I'm proud of a lot of them a few that did really well um, that, that break beat track I did with Max Chapman which was really cool Addicted that was awesome oh, I see number one that is That's, on Spotify yeah um, and then Mummer that I did with uh, Holmes John a guy in, in Australia in Melbourne that, that smashed it but actually make so this is the thing I liked them when they finished <laughs> I like the tune when you go export and you do the video on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah and you're like, yeah, yeah. just finish the tune. Yeah, um, can't wait. Like all this, can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Got some good news. Yeah, info up, coming uh, soon. Info coming yeah, soon. Yeah, dot, yeah, dot, dot, yeah, hashtag yeah. watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> that bit's cool, but yeah, the, yeah. all the in between bit, the hard bit, essentially. The, the, what did you use Ableton as well? Ableton. Yeah. I just that loop, that 32 bar part. That was fun. Oh, it's always fun. How what? many how many hundreds of loops have you Millions. got? Millions. Yeah. I've, honestly, I've got a hard drive that's just full. I think what we should do is we should use a mixture of one of my loops yeah, and combined. one of your loops oh. and we'll make to make the jingle. That would be the good. 12, I'm sure we can get a 12-second jingle I should hope out. so. For I mean, I know I don't well. like making music, but I think <laughs> I could probably get this together. This would be it now. Next year, that would be the, <laughs> the Willers um, and Jackie... Mixing podcast or some <laughs> shit. We'll have decks out next time. <laughs> I'll have me, me, me TR8 there. Your yeah. TB3, your little neutron. So, um, okay, okay, went well off track there. Yeah. Life this beyond the happen. nightlife, I think. Um, yeah, coming back to just, uh, for me, I'm, I still listen to quite a lot of, like, I still like a lot of the music, like a lot of the R Romanian stuff I still listen to and, Shimza actually the the sort of African stuff that I'm getting quite into. I don't know if you've heard of Shimza. He's pretty he's pretty cool. But actually mixing, I had a go. I've got the decks set up. My missus, they're her decks anyway. I had a so go. I had a go. It was it was uh, Liam was on him last night as well. Actually, he yeah, had a I go. I did see his Instagram. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I don't think it's going to be a combat because the problem is, is that first of all, who who the fuck can stay up that late? You know. It's just not going to happen, is it? No. And um, and and it's the time as well. I think yep. that's you know that's what you, you our energies are, are elsewhere. So sort of life beyond the nightlife now is um, is great, wholesome. Yeah, wholesome. very wholesome. Yeah, but that's not to say I still you know I still I still keep an eye on on the scene and stuff. Do you know one thing actually that I quite like about the music industry now is is looking at it from like a non-biased point of view because before I'd get so bitter because my ego, I'd always get so bitter. I'd be like, how the fuck has he got that release and why aren't I getting oh, this? No. Or, All the time. Yeah, All yeah. All the time with people that I know. Yeah, yeah, same. People yeah. that you know, yeah. that you like. Yeah, and yeah. You're also, deep down, you're happy that they're doing well. Oh, I wasn't. Oh, no, but deep down, you probably were. Mm. No. Maybe. Not, Maybe. <laughs> not my ego. But So, uh, but the ego, like, that was probably a lot fueled by the, the, the drugs and drinking. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like when you're not feeling well, maybe you're hungover on the Monday or the Tuesday and you start seeing, seeing someone else playing a festival with yeah, 5,000 yeah, people yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. There's nothing good comes out of that jealousy. No, not nothing. at all. No. It's just so negatively yeah. charged. Um, looking back now, obviously, hindsight's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But um, 
that yeah well, why why did why well, did we feel that way but that's but that's it but the the thing is now when i look now at them same people who yeah. are absolutely smashing it I'm, i actually like it now. i'm like yeah fucking nice i love seeing a journey so yeah it's you, something to know but it's that's something to do with the fact that there's no competition anymore no exactly so yeah. we're, we're, we're yeah. but then essentially then we don't actually we don't actually know if we would have feel that felt any differently um mm. now because their competition. Yeah, yeah. Even though there's enough gigs to go around. I know I hear like Rogan talking about this uh, on his podcast about the comedians mm. and like comedians getting really jealous. I mean, yeah, he used yeah. to do it as well, like yeah. you. But there's enough, like there's enough food for everyone to eat, right? Yeah, there's enough yeah. gigs for, to go around. But so it's such a weird I think it's just in a creative industry on a whole, isn't it? You think? It must be, yeah. Or we're just twats. Yeah, probably. It's just... A little bit of that. Ego is definitely a big thing, isn't it? Especially with a... And that's... Again, that's one thing that now... That that is... Speaking to DJs, the one thing that, you know, I'd probably say that reminds me of why I don't want to be involved in that industry anymore is just the ego side of it. Because... The egos are just like even even down to the point where my agent would text me and goes, um, or my agent, my manager, or whoever at the time would go, Jackie, you've got this gig next Saturday, but we're not putting you on yet because your name isn't far enough up the lineup. So there's you've got a, you've got yeah, a pause yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're not signing off on the gig, which is by the way how I make fucking money and pay yeah. rent. They're going, we're not happy with the billing. Yeah. Your name is not high enough. We want you to be above that person. Or A, or a, a, a to Z. They have to put A to Z. How fucked is that for your ego? Yeah, you just feed yeah, your yeah. ego. Because yeah, it's like, if it's not A to Z and you're not at the top, you're like, fuck that guy. A, Even a, from looking at a poster. A to Z was, for me, that was the Perfect. worst, man. Yeah, it was the bottom. <laughs> so I was at the bottom either way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, um, where were we? Just... But we're still talking about life after. Yeah, you know, life right? life after the 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 party. I, I think we've I think we've I think we've touched yeah on we've, that. we've we caught can, okay. Yeah. So let's just go. I just want to talk briefly about like the foundations of wellness. Like you know, when you started your journey yeah. into you know, into a healthier lifestyle. Like what were your foundations? Like what were your starting points for that? My foundations into the pivot um, into wellness. Well. It was, to be honest, it was, it, it, with me, it got to a point where I looked in the mirror. Mm. I remember looking in the mirror one day and I'd, I was on a pretty, pretty nasty hangover. <laughs> and I remember looking at myself just in my mirror and looking at my body and looking at my face and I was all blotchy and mm. I used to get quite swollen. It's funny, we look back at, you know, your phone throws back um, oh, highlights. Yeah, 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 you'll know, yeah, because you've had a bit of a, trans- a, bit of a transformation. Yeah, yeah. Um, you look back at pictures and I used to see my, I used, I used to have these big chubby cheeks, right? And all my face was swollen and red and it was purely because I'd been drinking alcohol yeah. all the time. I remember looking in the mirror at Eleanor's mum's, it was like, two months in the lockdown and just going fuck that mm. like I, I need to do I need to do something but again that was it was forced upon me mm-hmm. I don't think I would have made any changes to my lifestyle if it wasn't for COVID yeah I agree I don't know I, I don't uh, know, same I'm, yeah. yeah I think so I, I feel like that was a pivotal point for me so the foundation for me was facing adversity I was yeah. I was forced into, a, I've said this about nine times, you probably got to f- force into a corner count on this podcast, but I was literally, <laughs> <Ding>. you know, <laughs> I had no choice. And yeah, yeah. Um, looking at myself in the mirror and realizing that 
I can do something about this mm. and starting small. Mm-hmm. I think every time I'd failed before that, and I had tried, I know I've, I've, I've gone on here like I'd never bothered with my fitness. I tried before, but it's a bit like with how we spoke in November about the running. Yeah. And I said to you, I'm not, you said to me, sorry, we need to get you running. Mm. And I said, I don't want to run. Yeah. And you said to me, and I said this to a few people, I've actually second-handed this to loads of friends now. I need to copyright this then. Yeah. Here we go. Right, so here we go. <laughs> you, said, you said to me, you've been running wrong. Uh, yeah. And I was like, what do you fucking mean running wrong? You just run. <laughs> you, it's, not, like, it's not basketball. You're not playing cricket. Like You just run. Mm. Um, and then you went, no, you don't. And then you put me onto the NRC app and mm. you told me that I'd been running too quick, trying mm. to do too much too soon. And that was exactly right, mate. And that relates to everything in fitness. If you go to the gym after never being to the gym and try and go and bench, flat bench 34 kilo dumbbells, mm. you're not going to be able to do it. Or if you even even if you do lift a weight that you can lift and go too heavy, you're going to hurt yourself mm. and you're going to go, I'm not going back. Um, so the foundations for me were really starting small and... But for me, again, with all these these things, whether it was the career or the fitness, I got to like a really low point. Mm-hmm. It was like, ro- no, I wouldn't say a rock bottom, but it was kind of was a rock bottom for me. In, yeah, yeah, in health yeah. Where, yeah. Um, and yeah, I needed to do something and that was it. Yeah. I think that's that's what COVID did. Obviously, you know, it was a horrendous situation for so many people, but at the same time, like it was very similar, like, it made me actually take a look at like where my life was at the moment, like where my health and fitness was like really, even though I knew it was in a bad way, I hadn't really been offered a situation where, you know, I actually had to sit and think about it, you know? Um, It's a silence because when mm. our lifestyle, people who don't know this, you, in Monday to Thursday, you're probably rough from the weekend before, but you try to make some tunes, doesn't really happen. For yeah. Thursday, you're sorting tunes out yeah, on your laptop, yeah. right? Friday, you're probably flying off or going to a gig somewhere, mm. you're going to a different country or going to another city, which you're traveling, and then you're hungover on the Saturday, go yeah. to another gig, yeah, yeah. hungover again repeat. Sunday, and you repeat it. Mm, yeah. So you haven't got time to think, because yeah. when you have got time to think, you're hungover, so you're focused on the hangover. Yeah, you're yeah. completely distracted. It's survival. It's <laughs> yeah, you're, you're constantly distracted by your own body trying to heal itself, yeah, yeah. trying to get the toxins out. And a hangover is essentially your body, um, what's it called? Withdrawal from alcohol, mm. right? That's what, that's what hangover is. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly in this perpetual state of feeling like shit and guilt and all that mm. crap. So when we're forced in a corner, in uh, ding. In, uh, ding, in lockdown, that that's, yeah, it's, it's priceless, man. Mm. Because I think that's one thing that he, I tried a lot of times before. Like I'd I'd gone to like AA meetings and stuff in uh, in Berlin. I think I've been in London as well when I lived there. Like I, you know, I really twelve step stuff. Yeah, I tried. You know, I went to NA, went to AA, and I kept telling. I think I was more just telling everyone else oh, I want to quit. You know, and I'd always do it after I'd you know something bad had happened, and I'll be like I want to quit again. But you I'd, feel guilty. You'd yeah, guilty. so I'll be like I'd tell everyone oh, I'm going. I'm going to AA. You know, but really. I mean, AA in, <laughs> complete side story. AA in Berlin just made me want to do more gear, man. Because <laughs> all the stories were fucking mental. Well, good. I was like, I sat there, I was like, fucking hell, I can't wait to get a packet in. <laughs> um, so I don't think I ever really, you know, wanted to, to give up. And I think yeah. even, even with COVID at, at, at the start, maybe I didn't, I didn't really want to give up, you know. But 
I did apply some foundations that what it allowed me to do is have like a platform to then get back on when I fell off because that's something that I didn't have before. You know, I fall off. I think, fuck it. I'll just get back on it. You know, I just get crack on again and, you know, and it'll be all right. Yeah. But with COVID, obviously the parties weren't as frequent anyway. So what, what I did is applied these foundations. So when I fell off, I could get back on that and inevitably like the foundation, it kept building on that. So, you know, me falling off would get less and less. And as it got less and less, I started to feel much better in between. And I think that's when I realized, okay, how much of a shit state I was in before and, um, you know, how much better I started to feel. And, and, and that obviously plateaued and not plateaued like that, that, that sort of excelled into, you know, where it is now, but then foundations, for me, it was intermittent fasting. That was a game changer for me because I always remember Marcio in Berlin, older guy. Uh, I don't know how old he is. I don't want to say. I mean, he probably won't ever listen to this anyway. Yeah, that's right. But that's right. <laughs> 32. Uh, <laughs> no, he was, I think he was in his 40s. Good looking bloke anyway. Fantastic shape. And like he, when I first started to train, like he would train me. I'd like he had a sick apartment in Berlin. It was like had a gym in there and everything. So like in his apartment as well, not not in like the basement, like in his apartment. So he used to go there, and then I'd always ask him, I'd be like, "How did you get in this good shape?" And he'd talk about intermittent fasting. I'd never really heard of it before, and um, he's like, "Look, try this app, Fastic, which I should be an ambassador for them because I've said, yeah, you've you've got me on that. Fuck as well. everyone, mm. I don't." I don't even get a free service. I actually emailed Fastic once as well. Sponsors. 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 Yeah, they won't be. Li- they didn't even reply to my email. Do you even have to pay? For, oh, you do have to pay. For yeah, you do now. Yeah, you do, but yeah. you do, you just have to cancel the. Don't let them off the scene. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so um, so he he started talking about fasting, and that's what I I tried fasting. Was he intermittent fasting or like longer fast? Nah, yeah, intermittent fasting. He was doing sixteen eight. Right. Okay. Um, you know, some I think he was doing a little longer sometimes, but. Then that's what I started. Me and Liam started together, actually, in lockdown. I started doing it, and then I was like, Liam, you've got to start doing this as well. And what it created was discipline, and that's yeah. one thing that I realized that I didn't have at all. Like, I went from, like, military, super disciplined. Even when I come out, I carried that over, and then when I was in the music industry, that's what I lost, structure, discipline. Um, and that's one thing that intermittent fasting gave me back, and it, and it sort of just, you know, gave me the discipline to create a routine again and also the discipline to be able to say no yeah. because at the end of the day like i was the one making the decisions that was inevitably fucking up my life 100%. so um so i think you know the, the 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 like the foundation for wellness for me was just building that discipline back up again and i think that's really important for for anyone who's starting out the journey to realize that whether you want to lose weight gain weight stop partying it comes down to discipline yeah. because you know inevitably you're the ones making the decision and you know you can make excuses all day long but you know it, it is you know it is you and it is you versus you and discipline is is the the base of the foundation so that one thing you said about the discipline there, which resonated with me and something that I actually started doing, I think probably about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, is my default answer to everything is no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. And I can't remember where I got this from. I'm stealing it from someone, some podcast I listen to. But every time I get asked to do something, mm-hmm. I say no. Yeah. And then I've got to answer yes. There's three questions. I've got to give myself three answers three yeses as to why I should change that from a no to a yes. So if someone asked me, do you want to go for dinner on Thursday night? No. 
right? And then I've like, and I know this might sound extreme, mm-hmm. but dinner, let's say I'm not drinking this year, but dinner last year would have been drink to yeah. end up in a bar and then yeah. end up an after party, right? And taking myself out of that situation and being disciplined because I know I've got to be up at five in the morning to go to the gym, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's discipline, right? So mm-hmm. by saying no to everything. And so if, for example, if it was a leave and do for someone and they were leaving country, obviously there's a good reason then to change yeah, that note yeah. to a yes. Yeah. But if it's just like some of my mates go out twice a week to yeah, bars. for fuck all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's going to have a knock-on effect for me in my yeah, fitness. Yeah. And that's, that's paramount for me that I'm up in the morning at five, mm. meditate, all this stuff, the routine, which we'll probably talk about a lot. Absolutely. Um, but that discipline was huge for me as well. Yeah. And yeah. that, I never had any discipline because no. when we were touring, we'd get up whenever we want, whenever we walk up. Do you know what time did you... Actually, this is funny, because me and Lee were talking about about it. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you what sort of time... I don't even remember what time I used to get up when I was a DJ. It's because you didn't have a time. No. There was no discipline there. I I used to tell my wife that I wasn't a morning person, and it was complete bullshit. You know what I was talking about before, about stories? Yeah, yeah. And the identities we create for ourselves. That was my identity. My identity was that I wasn't a morning person. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. Same, the yeah. identity was the fact that I'd been drinking for fucking four days that week <laughs> and I was rough as assholes and I couldn't be asked to get out of bed. That was the that was the truth. Yeah, yeah. But we tell ourselves these lies to to, to make ourselves feel better because yeah. we're already feeling guilty about yeah. all the shit we've done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, back to the discipline. It's 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 huge and it really is. It, again, it's got that knock-on effect with everything that we do. Yeah. Discipline with our health, our fitness, mm-hmm. our relationships. Uh, you know, to ourselves, yeah. that that's the most important thing. If you tell yourself you're going to do something and you don't do it, discipline's like a muscle. Mm. And when you don't, when you kind of weaken that muscle by lying to yourself, that's the worst oh, that's one. That's a good one, I like that. It's the worst one. Like a muscle. It's a muscle. And it's the more that, even little things, like you say, I'm not going to, like I use my fitness pal all the time. It's yeah, every yeah. day. It's like, it's like a religion for me, right? I use it religiously. Even on cheat days? Cheat days, well, yes, of course, because, on cheat days, I'll make sure that I've not ate anything in the morning so I can fucking go wild yeah. in the night. Yeah. I have like a coffee and a grape and then I can have a fucking <laughs> pizza hut. Um, but it is really like a muscle and the more yeah, yeah. the more times you hold your promise to yourself, mm-hmm. that discipline strengthens in everything. So yeah. when you've got a big an- big yes or no to answer, yeah. you st- someone says you want to go out on Friday, but you know you shouldn't. Mm. Be, old me would have been like, oh, fuck it, YOLO, all that shit, right? But mm. now I'm like, no. Yeah. It's just a muscle. I like that. It's a, it's a good point. What I was thinking before as well is that I knew, like, you know, when you think back to, like, how bad my routine was, is that... What routine? Yeah, exactly. Someone went, someone was in Berlin, I know, quite recently, and they asked me, is, you know, what places to eat would you recommend? <laughs> And I couldn't think of one. And then Places to what? Eat in, oh, Berlin. in Berlin. Bear in mind, I lived there for four years. And, then, <laughs> and I couldn't tell him one. And then I was thinking, you wouldn't what eat the much. fuck? Was, what, did he even... Have? And then I was trying to think about what did I have for breakfast when I was a DJ? Like, I, honestly, I can't even remember. Like, what did I have? It wasn't our priority. No. Our priorities lied in the partying yeah, yeah. and the the gigs and all that stuff. But it... That, that's what we remember. Oh, mm. Probably don't even well, remember, that's what, don't yeah, remember yeah, half, don't of half of that. Half of that, yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't a priority of ours. No. So that why would we remember that? Yeah, you know. Now it's it's essential. I know exactly. I mean, what I know did you have for breakfast today? Yeah, mate. I'll, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> I, 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 
did I? I had so some overnight oats this morning and four eggs. Overnight oats with four eggs. Four eggs, yeah, I cut them up on In the Together, side. you have the oats with the eggs? Not <laughs> on the had side. Them. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. So <laughs> no, that would be well weird. Rough. No, on yeah, the side. Rough. Um, me and my wife make these protein bagels um, mm. with a frittata in. Frittata with spring onions and um, sun-dried tomatoes. We make it, make the frittata in like a, um, a tray, cut it into four, put it in four bagels, slice of cheese, it's like a 330. How do you make the frittata? Mate, I'll what? send you the links. I've got some fucking awesome links. That's on like the, the big omelette. Yeah, so it's but it's about that thick. Yeah, you yeah. You make yeah, it, yeah. you put it in the oven for 20 minutes, yeah, put yeah. it in a fork, put a slab in with some cheese. Then, <laughs> and then you put them in the fridge. Send me that. And then, yeah, I will. In the morning, whack them in the oven for 20 minutes, three hex sausages. Oh, yeah, a few slices it. of cucumber. Yes. I did warm, actually see this on you. Yeah, you've seen yeah, it. Yeah. And it's religion. And then uh, we, don't, we don't drink normal milk now. We drink raw goat's milk. It's a fucking tit, mate. Is it good? No, not on its own, in coffee. We we don't drink the milk on Have you had raw? Because I've not had raw milk yet, but I see a lot of people banging on it. because uh, it, it's That's all I drink. Raw milk? Only in coffee. I don't drink milk. Have you? No, never. It's, but we have raw goat's milk. What? Have you tried a glass of it, though? No, no, no. I, don't, I think it'd be pretty goaty. <laughs> if you had goat's cheese. I don't like it. That's feta, isn't it? Is it? Or is that sheep? You think you can get feta in? You can I'm get not feta a big as cows. Fan, cows not as a well. big fan of. Anyway, <laughs> so that's what I have for breakfast. Okay, all right. right. Okay, cool. And then, actually, I said I wasn't going to have lunch because I thought this fucking podcast was at one forty-five. <laughs> yeah. I remember we were talking about Chris Bartlett saying that he had the, he had the fasting doctor on. The, yeah, yeah, and yeah. She said, "Don't eat like seven hours before a podcast because you'll be sluggish." And I yeah. got here and I was like, "Then you said, oh, well, the uh, podcast is not quarter to four. Fucking quarter to four. I'm fucking starving." <laughs> I'm gonna fade away. <laughs> so um so yeah, I had some jerk chicken for lunch. Yeah, it looked good as well, mate. Banging, it did mate. look good. It really looked very good. good. I don't think I've been too sluggish today. What do you reckon? Nah, you've been been pretty on point. Beans, mate. Yeah. So um well, do you know what? That's perfect that we've led on to that. It's like we've almost written this down. <laughs> um practical tips for a balanced life, you know. And I think that's um You've done a few Instagram posts about this, so I'll let you lead. You oh, uh, yeah. I I think uh eight, I, do you know what? I say eighty it's twenty split, but sometimes I do t- you know, with nutrition sometimes seventy thirty depends. Um what, what, what are you talking about, these splits? 70, so 70, 80% of your nutrition comes from whole foods, you know, single products, ingredients, and then 20%, 30% comes from whatever you want. Obviously, it depends on how much weight you've got to lose, I suppose, and how... Or, or, or gain. Or gain, yeah, yeah or just, you know, how, how many health issues you might have as well, I suppose. Again, I'm not a doctor, so... Um, You're not? I'm not, no. So this is not... Um, yeah, this is not any medical advice, but uh, for me, I like to have 70, 70 to 80% whole foods. You, um, you've actually got me onto this whole foods. Remember we did our, we did our training in November, December, yeah, January, yeah. and it made me realize how much of my diet wasn't whole foods. Whole foods, yeah. And right, they, I listened to a podcast quite recently, actually, and they made a very good point about like, what is the best diet? Vegan would say it's a vegan paleo would say it's paleo the carnival would say it's a carnival but what they all have in common and why people feel great when they go on these diets is because what they actually do is just eliminate processed food yeah and that really is the ultimate goal like you know if you want balance in your nutrition not to worry about anything other than just eliminating processed food as much as possible because straight away you're going to start to feel a lot better i mean again just talking from my experience and people that i've worked with but definitely start to feel better 
have more energy, less, you know, gut health issues and um, more than likely going to start losing weight as well because, you know, definitely body fat because the whole foods have a lot less calories in them. You know, your body knows how to deal with them a lot better. Um, and also just content wise, right? Like yeah. if you eat a, a processed bar, which I'm guilty of, I'm not going to say I oh, don't. Yeah, we a all pro- are, protein yeah. bar, 300, 250 calories, or whatever, 200 calories. Try eating that same, like how many calories is in the same size of a carrot, let's say, yeah, right? Yeah. You can't eat that much. Mm. You, if you're eating, if you're trying to be exclusive, not exclusive, but more whole foods, there's no way you can get that quantity of food in your body. So no. that, that alone for me, that helped me because I, I, I remember this vividly. I remember where I was when you when you said, make sure you do fasting tomorrow and I want to see more whole foods in your diet. Yeah, yeah. I remember going to my fitness pal and like reflex going to what I normally get from like the shop or whatever for breakfast or whatever I get for lunch and being like, no, that's not whole foods. It's about fucking, I think I remember, I remember you saying, if it's got more than one thing in it. Yeah, ingredient, yeah. Fuck then, it off. Yeah. Just or try your best to fuck yeah, it off. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was really good advice. And, that, and that's what it is on, on balance at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, unless you're a professional bodybuilder and you've got a competition, then, you know, 20% of the time just eating whatever you want is like for me Friday night is a big night for me to eat you know normally a pizza top up pizza yeah <laughs> near my place that's Man. that's the one um, and the reason why is because first of all that's you know that was a, a lot of the time when I used to go out and get fucked up so just it's like sort of filling that void which you know again it, it's, it's that 20% you know I d- but because of the balance that I've got I don't need to worry about it because you know, the rest of it is sort of on point. So, um, where does he say here? So, you know, tips for maintaining wellness. Mine, mine definitely there is live 80-20. So 80%, especially when we're talking about nutrition, making sure that everything is on point with whole foods, getting in your daily movement, and then 20% of the time just enjoying yourself, um, you know, with with maybe foods that you wouldn't enjoy or just sitting down and not doing any movement, watching a film, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, and that would be my practical tips for a balanced life. And the good thing is about like that on a whole. So focusing on whole foods, daily movement, intermittent fasting is something you can do no matter where you are in the world. Like, you know, as a touring DJ, let's say yeah. something that I could have applied, um, you know, in my career very easily because, you know, essentially food wise, you're just, making sure that it's single product ingredients that you're eating yeah. fasting you don't add or take anything away and movement you can do anywhere especially if you take up something like running um you i know, was you just going to mention that actually yeah. you can just run anywhere can't you yeah that's it that's the you know that's the thing and now when i look back as well i think all oh, the mint places oh, i've got yeah. to run oh, yeah. <laughs> i was in new york um in january and i run, ended up running down like through manhattan and i bet that was amazing it was amazing but I have gigged in New York before, and I okay. played it. I played it at the Mix Mag Lab, and it was like oh, I played. Wow. I played Elro there in 2019, and I was like, I've been to some sick Such places, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've spent 90 percent of it either in an after party or in a hotel room. Yeah, you know, or in a, yeah, in in the actual yeah, gig yeah, itself. And yeah. um, for me, the tips would be um, routine and habits. Mm. I think we mentioned that on there. I don't think we touched. I don't touch on it earlier, but. For me, one of the huge things that's helped me stay consistent is is making things habitual. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a journal. It's called the Phoenix Journal. It's um, it's it's kind of got a weekly planner and it's got a daily planner in there. Mm-hmm. And at the, every, the end of every week, I plan for the week coming. And there's a section at the bottom, and you can put in seven habits 
or whatever you want to call them, every day that I do. So I've got my affirmations, my meditation, my mm -hmm. exercise, my um, I've got my calorie count, so I know how many calories I've got to eat that day, or no more than that calories, that calorie count each day. Um, I've got my plunge pool, I've a cold shower, whatever it is, or whatever I can get to, um, and then my trading stuff, and there's a few other things on there, but I have to tick them off, and there's nothing worse than the next, the day you go to bed, when you're gonna be doing the planner for the next day, mm. you've gotta put a cross in that box. Mm. And for me, I can't remember who, um, is it, there's an American comedian who spoke about this, who had a calendar, and every day, because he was, he, was, he, was, he was trying to be a, a full-time comedian, and this is the way he did it. Um, what's his name? He starts with an S, really big, had a really big, um, what's it called? It'll come to me. Anyway, it doesn't matter the name, but essentially he had a calendar up on the wall, a big one with the, the, the numbers on, and every single day he had to write for half an hour. Right? Mm, it didn't okay. matter if it was shit or it was good or whatever. Every day he wrote, he put a cross in. Mm. And when you get so far down, you you don't want to stop that chain. You don't want to see a gap. Mm. So when I'm doing my journal, I've got to see, I've got to see a, a tick in that box. And so these habits that I've kind of accrued over the last 18 months to two years have been pivotal in my like, in my development. Mm. If I hadn't created these habits, those habits don't create consistency and consistency. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't got consistency, you haven't got fucking anything. Really. Yeah. So for me, I would say creating habits and also just as important, if not more important, is getting rid of old habits. Mm. Like habits, like it could be anything. It could be just having a couple of pints on a th or going to the pub on a Thursday and having two pints when you know that's going to lead to something else. Yeah, yeah. Or not, or eating the thing you know you shouldn't eat, yeah. right? All those habits, they all add up to mm -hmm. one big fucking nasty habit. So if you can drop the shit ones that don't serve you and add some really beneficial habits, yeah. it's a game changer. And what's, the, what's that journal called? It's called the Phoenix Journal. You can get it on Amazon. It's You can either get a 12-week one or a 24-week yeah. one. It's okay. really, really good, but you put a 12 you put a 12 week goal in and you kind of there's pages where you can write what you want your life to look like in a year oh, there's okay. also a really important page which is labeled what you don't want your life to look like in a year oh that's quite cool so you put down if you keep doing what you're doing now or even you might be doing all the right things but let's say you start this and you've got loads loads of bad habits mm. if you continue to do those bad habits and don't change your ways this is what your life will look like in a year and you've got to put it down on paper yeah and, yeah, and actually write it physically. Physically write yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah, you like can that. see if I continue on this path, this is what my life's going to be. Yeah. You don't want your life to be like that. So then it comes on the next page and you put your 12 week goals in and then you break it down to a month. So what are you going to do this next four weeks, which mm. is going to get you to the 12 week goal. And just like I said before about breaking it down into like the foundations for me were breaking it down into small bits and starting small. You can see the journal starts from a 12, a, a 12 month goal mm -hmm. and what you don't want to look like then 12 weeks, mm -hmm. then four weeks, and then a week, and then you do every page each day. Oh, that's quite and you've cool. got, check that out. You've got to break it down into small, small bite-sized mm -hmm. chunks because mm -hmm. similar to the running advice you give me, when you're looking at like starting running and you've got a 5K to do and you've never run before, mm -hmm. it's too much. Yeah, yeah. You need to do the 20 minutes or whatever it was that you Yeah, you 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes start, yeah. And it's really important. So... Yeah, back to what I was saying before, habits. Habits yeah. are everything. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to check that. Um, the Phoenix Journal. Yeah, it's quite, quite cool. expensive. I think it's about 59 quid, but like it's 
it's priceless when you yeah, think about I, how much it keeps you in check. Because well, I, I put like I have like a Google Calendar that I use, but I I still really like writing stuff down. I think when I write it down, it's um, you know, if there's something changes when you put pen to paper. Yeah, when you physically do that, I don't even. I wouldn't say I read back through my entries. No, no, it's just writing it down on the day. It's like ticking off that that box. Isn't yeah, it? tick the box off. Write down your feelings. Also, if you're going to bed. You write down some maybe shit that didn't go well or some shit that did go well. Mm. You need to remember to give yourself praise when, when you do something yeah, yeah. well. But also it helps you get those emotions off your chest before you're going to go and rest. Your body's going to recover mm. for the next day. Write it down, close the book, go to bed, and you start over again next day. Quite like that. I might check That's that the out. one, mate. I'm going to check that out. Really, really helpful. Okay, cool. So that's sort of tying up towards the end there. I think we yeah. just talk about some future plans um, Should we just recap kind of what? Yeah, what go on. The, yeah, let's, let's let's go on. Yeah, lead with that. Let's recap. Yeah, I think we just need to read. No, recap. Not what we've talked about. We're here <laughs> another two <laughs> I was hours. Say, here but, we go um, again. But just come full circle to yeah. the reason we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. You and me, we reconnected through our health and wellness and fitness. Yeah. Um, last year, mm-hmm. and through a few conversations and me working with you closely, we really think that our our experience in our journey can really benefit other people absolutely we know people um in the industry out the industry and we know there's hundreds and thousands of people out there who not going to get thousands of people in this first podcast but we never know Mm -hmm. and but we know there's people out there who who are stuck in a situation where even if they're in a successful career they maybe might not be happy there might be some people who are trying to get in the music industry yeah, and yeah. maybe you're going to do it the right way. We mm-hmm. can help We can help with that as well. We, yeah. you know, we've, got, we've got stories to, to help those people. Um, and if people are stuck in a rut with their health and their wellness or their mental health or whatever it is, mm-hmm. we've got so many stories which can resonate. Absolutely. And I feel, and I'm going to speak about stuff on this open, and I said this before, I'm going to yeah, speak yeah, about yeah. stuff on, on this podcast, which I've never said publicly. Yeah which some of the people who are closest to me have never heard. Mm-hmm. And I think it needs to be said. Absolutely, I yeah. I think it needs, and, and we also, we need to be as honest as possible. Yeah. If we're going to do this, what the fuck's the point if we're yeah, not going to yeah, yeah. be completely heart and sleeve? There's going to be some tell- juicy stories coming out. There is. There is. Sure. <laughs> there is. Um, some are going to be nice, some are going to be nasty, but what we can promise is it's going to be honest shit. Yeah. Um, and um, and yeah, just just wanted to recap on that, let people know what the fuck we're Absolutely, doing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think... Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I completely agree. That's why I'm sat here right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just, I think there's going to be a lot to be learned. Um, I mean, I think we're going to probably. Learn I was quite just a lot about, about to ourselves. say that myself as yeah. well. Sorry, did I steal I was, that line? No, no, it's all right. <laughs> I'll copyright that. One. Um, no, I, I completely agree with that myself. You know, it's going to be good to be able to get some, maybe additional parts that I've not even thought about before. You know, uh, and talked about. So, um. Future plans. The future plans of the podcast. Yep. Uh, we are going to be, I think, talking more about individual topics. So definitely some stories from you know our DJ careers, topics, uh, horror stories, um, ups and downs of the career. Lots of them. Lots of them. You know um, the 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 parties and also just you know how it was touring stuff like that. Um, and then talking about health, you know, how we got, how we got where we are now, uh, how you can improve your health from, you know, things that have worked for us, 
and then uh, also bringing on some guests. Yes, the exciting bit. Yes, uh, so plenty but, of guests in the pipeline. Exciting, yeah. exciting ones lined uh, up already. Yeah, so going to be talking about obviously their experiences. The hot it, seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in and uh, out of the industry and sort of how they deal with it and their advice to other people. So um, anyone has any questions, they can drop us a DM anytime. In the, uh, in the message, yeah, in the yeah, message. In this, uh, this we haven't yeah, yeah, we'll eventually. Um, yeah, so subscribe, leave a review, join the community, um, be prepared for plenty more uh, to come soon. Uh, thank you to everyone that's tuned in. Thanks to Jackie. Thanks for, to Sean. Yeah, for being <laughs> a part of it as well. Um, now this is this is really special for me. Um, I, I've listened to podcasts for years, and I didn't, I actually never thought that I'd be on one myself. Mm, yeah, I, I, I always thought had the had the thought of maybe doing one my own, but sitting talking to yourself. Yeah, the wall, yeah. Also, what do you talk about? You know, yeah, yeah. I think it's also it's also going to be interesting because we, for people again who don't know us, we aren't really close friends. <laughs> I, we haven't. We haven't come through the industry together and flourish no. and being at the through our journeys so it's a completely different journey it's in a completely respect, different yeah. journey so we're going to learn a lot about each other as mm. well it's going to be class I'm it's going to be amazing yeah, yeah right. thank, thank you everyone for listening and uh, yeah make sure you tune in next time yeah peace nice one does anybody know where the afters is Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 